welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is john evans from bedrock investment group welcome john welcome back actually so we interviewed episode 16 so it's almost more than one year welcome back Thank you Rama. I appreciate the opportunity to come back on and and have a good conversation with you man. I uh, I've enjoyed keeping in touch with you and following along with all the good stuff you have going on as well. Awesome. Yep. Thank you. So a little bit about John. So John Evans is a managing partner in Bedrock Investment Group and Bedrock Property Management Company in South Carolina. He leads operations, asset management and property management for their current portfolio of 5 million in rental properties. Over the past three years, his real estate investment journey has increased activity in single-family residence, fix-and-flip, multi-family investing, and managing his own portfolio in property management. So with that, John, would you like to add anything to your portfolio or your background? No, I think you hit it on the head. You know, I, my, my focus has definitely been on on the property management side of, of everything here recently. So so yeah, we can, we can dive into all that as we go along. I appreciate the intro. Sure, sure. Thank you. What you did in the last 12 months, share some good things, challenging things, you know? Yeah, sure. So I, I'll say since the last time you and I spoke uh, and you had me on your show, I have uh, divorced corporate America. So that's one of my goals that I'm proud to say that I have uh, conquered um, as of July 1st. I uh, was my July 1st was my last day working uh as a W2 employee for another company. So I'm now running my property management company, doing some asset management for for a, a larger investor uh here in the area and then also buying and holding, focusing on our buy and hold strategy as well within the uh, investment group. And then I've recently over the past uh, roughly 90 days, I have uh joint ventured with some guys that I know from Charleston and Virginia. two great guys Nate Hirschberg and Brian Sigmund I joint ventured with them on the fix and flip and the hotel strategy and my main focus is is Columbia here in South Carolina uh, it's about an hour away from me uh, here in Florence and I currently have three deals under contract now and I have two more deals that uh that I'm focusing on and and ho- hopefully get a signed purchase agreement next week on those so a lot of good things going on I've been very busy as you can imagine um you know going out on your own everybody thinks it's like you know you you have all the time in the world but at the end of the day there's still a lot of work involved but what I will say is that you get to work on the things you love and the things you enjoy and you don't have someone telling you when you need to be at work what you need to work on and how you need to be working on it so that's been the rewarding part you know over over the past several months here awesome and congratulations Yeah, thank you sir sure and you mentioned you're working on three deals uh, i guess those three are like fix and flips and the other three deals are like multifamily deals this is my assumption correct yeah we have one multifamily deal working on currently it's about 32 unit deal and then there's two other single family fix and flip deals and then also uh, actually this just happened this is brand new So just yesterday Friday I had a guy call me. Um he's got a, a local portfolio here. There's there's two partners that are are kind of going their separate ways and they have a total of 22 doors as a small mix of single family triplexes, quads and then a few duplexes. He he asked me if I was interested in buying them or if I knew someone who was interested. So I'm actually in the middle of running the numbers 
uh, for that deal to see if it might be something I want to take down. And then, you know, I may sell off the single family portion of the portfolio and hold the multifamily side and, and bring them up to par and then maybe spin them off in the next two to three years. Got it. And thank you. So how is like, you know, real estate life going on? So you get your job, like it's more than one month, right? How's new life? It's good. You know, it's very busy. You know, I'm up every morning early. I'm very intentional with my morning. I like to, you know, get a cup of coffee, do a good brisk walk or, or a jog, uh, kind of, you know, get my blood flowing, get my thoughts in in uh, in check and start my day. But normally what I like to do is try to plan on Sunday what I'm going to be doing for the remainder of the week. Um, and I like to have a planned out week. What I found is, you know, it's e- easy to have the creep where, you know, you let people come in and interrupt your day, what I, what I like to call break-ins. You know, you'll have someone like at the property management offices, which is where I operate out of currently. I have an office up there, uptown. And there's, you know, sometimes we have people come in and they'll ask me to, you know, look at a deal for them, which I don't mind doing all that because I love to do that stuff. But, you know, sometimes it takes my focus off of some of the things I'm doing for, for my own business as well. But it's just the time management. Is, is probably the biggest challenge right now. And I think I'll overcome that hurdle, you know, as I continue to grow and as I continue to get used to being my own boss. Cool. Yep. Thank you. So would you share a little bit more about your investment philosophy now? Yeah. You know, what I've learned is, is you, you got to be very, very diligent on numbers. Uh, make sure your underwriting is very clear. Make sure you have uh, good data. I'll tell you, we we bought a deal last year where, you know, the owner didn't have hardly any fan- financials. So what we ended up doing was we negotiated a, a lot, uh, a lot of a, a huge discount. That was a really good deal. And I'll be honest, that's the best cash flow and deal that we have so far. Th- those units cash flow really well. It's a total of 28 units. There is 15 buildings in that deal. And there's two single family houses within those 15 buildings. So uh, 13 of those are duplex style uh, apartments. And then the other two are single family. And, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of data to go off of. So what I ended up doing was I kind of did the, you know, the 50% rule where I I just chalked everything up as 50% expense ratio, you know, so I knew I'd be covered. And then I did a 10% vacancy rate. So that way, you know, I, I was very conservative on my underwriting. And then I also went to my banker. Uh, which also owns real estate, and he's been a mentor of mine. So I went with him, sat down for two days, and we looked over everything and made sure I was thinking right. And he checked all my numbers and said, man, you got a good deal. He said, I'll finance this deal for you all day long. So when I took him my numbers, man, he looked over them with me, and it was a no-brainer for him. So when he told me that, I said, okay, I got a deal here. So it's been a really good deal for us. Awesome. Is that banker, is a credit union or any, any local bank or reality? It's a small, it's a local bank here in, in my area, uh, my current market. It's a, a smaller bank, but man, I tell you, they're growing. They're growing rapidly, but um, they have not lost the small town banking mentality. They're very, very, very good at customer service and uh, they treat every customer, you know, like family, which is something I really like. And I do a lot of business with them on multiple things with, with some of the businesses I have going. Got it. So did you get good terms with your loan? Yeah, we did very good terms on that deal. And then I got another deal that we took down about two weeks ago, a little 12 unit deal, a lot of value add in this one. Rents were very low. We ended up, we, we got IO uh, year one on that one, low 3%, 20 years and a 12 year, 20 year AM with a 12 year term. So I couldn't beat it. 
in a first year IO. So that helps on my my value add up front because I'm going to go in and do a couple of them need pretty heavy renovation. Uh, One we're actually almost finished with now. We went in and did granite, all brand new flooring, all new paint with uh, agreeable gray, put all brand new light fixtures in. The, The sliding glass doors, this is a 1990 vintage building. The sliding glass doors, very heavy doors. You couldn't hardly open them. We took all those out, built a box frame, and then put in nice French doors. Um, and I'm going to follow that same strategy with, with the remainder of the units in that 12-unit deal. Got it. Thank you. So would you share any breakthrough moment so far in your multifamily journey or real estate journey? Yeah, I'd say the breakthrough and kind of what has, has catapulted my strategy and, and growth is, good, is I'd have to chalk it up to networking and building relationships. And I know a lot of people say it, you hear it all the time on the podcast, but it is very, very true. It's the no like trust, you know, where trust is first and then, you know, just super networking. And I was very shy in the beginning and I'm, I'm still a little shy sometimes. Like I've only been on live like three or four times on Facebook. I actually did one today when I was walking through my, one of my flip deals in Columbia. But, you know, I was a little shy. In the I have another uh, a guy I think a lot of, and I'm in his real estate group as well. But Jennings Smith always says, you know, don't be a secret agent. And, you know, I would say that has really helped me just keeping that in my mind and changing my mindset has been a huge, uh, has been huge on on a breakthrough, so to speak. And, and for me and my growth. Yep. Awesome. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And you're doing like operations, asset management and property management for your deals. So would you share a little bit more about that, how that is working? Yeah, you know, every it's working great. Now, I have a, a broker in charge that runs our day-to-day property management company. We just hired a second team member two weeks ago, and we have a lot of uh, deals coming to us in the pipeline that we're going to manage. So I actually had a call with my broker today on my way home from Columbia, and we were talking about our next steps and where we think we can uh, utilize another team member. So we are potentially getting ready to hire another one within the next month or two. So we're growing, man. It's really good. Good Lord blessed us. And, you know, I'm very busy on the asset management side. She's very busy on the property management side. We also sell real estate out of our office. Uh, She's got four deals. She's got two deals closing this week and two deals closing at the end of the month. So we're very busy. We're, We're not stopping. We don't mind the grind. We don't mind, uh, you know, working smart instead of harder. But yeah, it, it is a, a challenge sometimes with time management. That That's the only thing I'm seeing right now kind of standing in my way. But but I'm constantly trying to improve 1% each day, right? So I can <laughs> so I can look back at the end of the year and say, wow, I improved 365%. So it's very important to me. Yeah, so true. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that. So would you share any like positive moments or great challenging moments in the last 12 months? Yeah, positive is we're, you know, we're growing fast, like I said, and and then also me being able to leave my W-2 job uh, was was very, uh, that was a huge goal of mine that that I was able to reach. And I'll be honest, you know, that goal, I set that goal, probably the bar too low. I was thinking maybe the next two, in the next two years, 2023 was my goal. But then, you know, as COVID hit, like with a lot of people, you were able to take your time because I was having, you know, I was working from home. So I was able to take my time, like on my lunch break, you know, after work and before work, I was able to do some work on my business. And so what I ended up doing was it, it created an expedite kind of method. So I expedited my, my exit from corporate America and I pulled it in by almost two years. And, and I thought that was awesome. So, you know, what I'd like to say there is that just 
when you set your goals, you know, always look at how can you expedite it? How can you bring that goal in? If you're thinking 2023, how can you make it 2021? You know, or if you have a dream or something you want to go after, you know, how can you get there? Not, oh, wow, I need to, I need to think two, three years down the road before I can ever reach this or ever build this type of momentum to get to the point I want to get to. And that was something that uh, that really helped me was I was able to look at it and go, wow, I think I can pull this in and actually be able to, to exit in 2021 this year. Awesome. Any challenging experiences? Yeah, the challenge has been, you know, looking at my income and going, wow, you know, I need to now budget a lot better. I don't have the W-2 and I don't have, you know, I don't have the W-2 anymore. So I am my own W-2 now. So I have to pay myself. You know, I have to be look at every single penny uh, in and out, which is good business practice anyway. But, you know, the challenge, is that's a small challenge. And then the, I'd say the second challenge um, has been growing and then knowing when to hire. I have a lot of guys I lean on and, and, and I, you know, I'll say they're my mentors, you know, but but I always I'll bring it up and I'll say hey I'm having a great day but I'm also busy doing this this and this and I'll write it all out and tell them about it and then they're like but John why are you doing that you need to write down all the things that are taking up your time and look at how much time you could gain back if you just hire it out outsource it and then fire yourself from that task each and every day and then look at the time that you've added back into your day so now you can go do better you know do better and bigger things to be able to grow even faster Love it. I really like that that concept. And so you're doing like syndications or JVs, John? Yeah, I'd say kind of I'm not doing, a, you know, the traditional syndication. I'm not really doing any of that uh, where you're going, you know, where I'm like really going out with people that I don't know. Right now, we still are kind of dealing with a, a core a core group of, of investors. And then, I, you know, I like the JV model versus the traditional syndication. Now, will I ever have to go traditional syndication if I want to go, you know, three, four hundred unit deal, you know, for a large deal? Maybe, you know, I'll probably have to do that eventually if I want to, you know, if I want to go that route. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. So would you share any, like any best uh, real estate investing experience so far? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I'd say my best, one of the good experiences that I've had is being able to meet new people. Um, I think that's been very rewarding for me is meeting new people that are like-minded because, you know, in your day-to-day life, you might not get that until you venture out and, you know, you start getting into some of these groups of people that are investing in real estate like you are, you know, doing the same things that you're doing, thinking the same way that you're thinking, reading some stuff that you're reading, underwriting the same way you're underwriting or underwriting different so you can learn from them. That's been very rewarding. And I'll tell you, man, there's a lot of good people in the real estate space. There's also some people that aren't so good, but my experience has been, I've been you know, very selective on who I, I give my time to and who I like to follow, reach out to and talk to and build a relationship with. I'm very careful and selective there, but I've had a lot of help. You know, I always like to say too, no one is self-made. A lot of these, you know, a lot of times people say, yeah, I'm self-made, I'm this, I'm that. But in my eyes, everybody's team-made and there's really no such thing as self-made. So that's been the most rewarding thing for me, you know, is building relationships and meeting new people. Got it. Thank you. So would you share any challenging experiences from real estate side? Yeah, you know, the challenge lately has been trying, you know, having all these renovations going on. I mean, we have about five going on currently. That's within the property management company for some apartments we own and some apartments we manage. We have some renovations going on. And then also for the fix and flip business that I have, you know, running on the outside here with with, uh, with Nate and Brian has been getting the people to come in and, and do the renovation, you know, get, getting the painter, getting the guy that'll lay the floor, getting the, you know, the, the ladies that'll go in and do the cleaning or, or the team that'll go 
go in and do the cleaning, getting the team that'll go in and lay the granite. You know, all that has just been a challenge because number one, everyone's very busy because there's just so much going on. There's so much money right now in the economy. So people are taking advantage of doing home renovations, you know, for their re- their primary residence. And then also on the flip side of that, the, the government has been pumping up uh, people's pockets and you got people that don't want to work. So it's been tough. Uh, just today, I was at Columbia. I'll give you a quick story. One of the guys that, that I bought a house in Columbia in the the residents that were living there, the tenants, were in the process of moving out. Well, they handed over the keys today because today was their last day of moving. And I went and met them and did a walkthrough. They've kept this house up very nice. But they described to me that they've been moving since 1 a.m. last night. And I was like, wow. So why is that? They said, well, we had a moving company scheduled to come move us out and they didn't show and they didn't call. So we had to frantically call friends and family to come help us move. So we stayed up till 1.30 a.m. moving. So we're just very, very tired. And I felt bad for them, you know, for that. I was like, wow, they had to work all day yesterday. They got off at 5 p.m. Everybody met them at their house at 5.30 and they started moving, you know, to their new place. And I don't know, I just, stuff like that, you know, you, you look around and you say, wow, you know, people could make a lot of money if they would just do what they say and have that high say-do ratio is what I like to call it. If you say you're going to do it, go do it. Got it. Yep. And uh, would you also share what is your current focus and something you're excited about now? Yeah, got some cool stuff going on in the background. I hadn't, I hadn't really talked much about. I am doing a partnership on what I call floating Airbnb. We're looking at a, a partner with some guys. I won't, I won't mention all of it on here, but but by the time you, you publish this, it'll probably be out. But, uh, but anyway, we, we bought a boat, a three-bedroom, three-bath, a nice catamaran. I guess you call it a yacht, right? Because it's over a certain footage. But but we're going to keep it at a, a very nice marina here in our state, our home state on the coast. And we're actually going to, we're going to rent it out seven, eight, nine months a year. And then we're, we're all, all three partners will have roughly 40 to 50 days access of that boat. And we also have a captain. They can take us, you know, take us and our family or whoever they want out on the boat. Anybody renting the boat can also have access to the captain. They can take a harbor cruise. They can take a midnight, I mean, a uh, sundown cruise. They can eat on the boat, you know, have drinks, whatever. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's something new, kind of adding that to the portfolio. And it's out of the box. You know, not a lot of people have, have talked about that or thought about it, but we're in a pretty good location for people that are traveling here. And a lot of times they don't want to stay in a hotel. They want to stay in Airbnb style uh, homes. Um, and in this case, there's a huge demand for this certain area for boats. People want to stay on boats in, in big, nice marinas. So we, we've bought into that that model and we're going to try our hand at it. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. So like share any one personal learning that has played a part in creating massive impact and powerful shifts in your own life. Yeah, I think um, you know something very, very powerful to me has been the mindset shift and thinking about you know being healthy, staying healthy because you know your health is your wealth. You know, I like to say that I'm not the best at eating right, I'm not the best at exercising, which I don't think any of us are. But the, the cool part is you can challenge yourself every single day to do better as long as you have the right mindset. Uh, so I, I tie it all back to mindset is having the right and also having the right people on your team and the right people around you, surrounding yourself with the right people. That's all been very powerful for me. I'll be honest, man, I've had a lot of good people come to me. Me, ask me questions, help me. And then at the end of the day, I look at them as a part of my team directly or indirectly, you know, and, and I lean on a lot of people for information. I love to be a sponge when, when someone's talking or if I listen to a podcast or if I just call someone to have a 10 minute conversation with them, but that has been very powerful. And I, I just tie it all back to relationships and, and doing good things for people and good things will come back to you. 
Awesome. Yep. So true. So any books that impacted your life in the last 12 months and what way? The Slight Edge. And then I'll throw this one out there. Mark Evans, the deal maker. Mark Evans, the DM. I'm not in his uh, DM family, by the way, but I do follow him. I know several guys that are in his DM family. But I'll say the book he just come out with is called Me Economy or Me Economy. Uh, I read that book and man, that's a that's a really good book for anybody that that um, thinking about, you know, getting, getting a new read under their belt. Uh, definitely look at that one and The Slight Edge. Awesome. Is that Michael Blanc's one? The Slight Edge? No, no, other one. Me Economy. The Me Economy is Mark Evans. Okay, Mark Evans. Okay. Yeah, Mark Evans, the DM, the deal maker. Okay, sure. Thank you. So how are you giving back to community, John? Yeah, we, you know, we always, again, I know I said it on the first podcast that, that you had me on your show, but we you know, give back to the community. We volunteer our time. You know, my son, he actually volunteered a couple months back when it went to a place called the Manor House. We have a, a food soup kitchen here in town. And um, I actually own a couple of properties near there that, that I'm, you know, some people, you know, don't like certain areas, but I like the areas that not everybody likes. And the reason I do like those areas is because I feel like we're helping people, you know, have, have a good house, have a good place to to live because we go in and do renovations and we we make those properties uh, very nice. But uh, we go and dedicate our time to the manor house. And then also, um, you know, it's not always about the monetary side. Everybody always thinks, you know, it's got to deal with, you know, it's got to do with money. But at the end of the day, it does not have to do with money. I like to meet with people. I have a lot of people that come up to the office now. A lot of people are interested in what I'm doing because they've heard about me or, or heard about, you know, something that, that we've been a part of. And, uh, you know, just yesterday I had two guys come up here and meet with me and just asked a bunch of questions and I don't mind doing that. I'll do it on the weekends. I'll do it, you know, whenever I have a free moment, but giving back my time to help people see their full potential is very important to me. Cool. Cool. And thank you. So how can listeners can connect with you, John? Yeah. You know, I have a website. Uh, they can go to our property management bets website. It's uh, management.net. I'm also available by email, john at bedrockpropertymanagement.net. And then my cell is 843-858-1274. I don't mind if people call me or, or reach out to me on Facebook. I'm on uh, Instagram, Facebook, you know, direct messaging, however you, people can feel free to contact me. Uh, I don't mind sharing any experience or help them in any way I can. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you, John. Thanks for adding value to the show again. Thank you. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I appreciate you too, man. And thank you for having me on. Sure, sure. Thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing. Thank you.